what's better than a good old-fashioned ghost story? This is Christina from The Real Crime Podcast, and as I gear up for a weekend away at the Jersey Shore, I thought I would share with all of you a few of my favorite haunted places in Long Beach Island, New Jersey. Your weekend hotel stay may offer you more than you bargained for. Our first tale comes from Surf City. As one of the oldest buildings on Long Beach Island, the Surf City Hotel has seen its fair share of excitement. Built in the late 1800s, the hotel was originally popular with local fishermen and hunters. However, by the 1940s, it was a destination for cocktail hour. From its inception until 1894, Surf City went by a number of different names. According to the website for the Surf City Hotel, some of them were Great Swamp, Busby's Place, Old Mansion, and Long Beach City. In 1894, however, Surf City became the name that would stick. In 1854, the Powhatan, a three-mast ship from Le Havre, France, heading to New York City, wrecked on the shoals near Harvey Cedars, which is the town between Loveladies and North Beach. Then, the following day, it broke apart at sea, killing all aboard. It's been said that as many as 300 people were killed in the wreck. The original hotel, which burned down and has since been rebuilt and expanded, was used to house the victims of the wreck as they washed ashore. According to a couple of haunted New Jersey sites, which I will reference in the show notes, the then owner, Edward Jennings, robbed the corpses of their belongings, so he was really a stand-up guy. Previous owners and employees of the hotel, and the hotel's very popular restaurant and bar, cite strange sounds, apparitions, and such having been seen in the hotel. According to the current owners, however, who purchased the inn in 2017, they've yet to meet any ghosts or apparitions, but they'll be ready when they do. Our next tale takes us to Barnegat, New Jersey, and the Barnegat Lighthouse. Lovingly referred to as Old Barney, and a lighthouse I've climbed many times in my life, Barnegat Light is located at the very top of Long Beach Island, New Jersey. In 1855, Lieutenant George G. Meade was commissioned to design a newer version of the original lighthouse, which had proven to be inadequate to local mariners. However, due to erosion and collapse, the lighthouse we know today was actually commissioned in 1859. In 1927, the lighthouse went to an automated system versus having someone man it. The first light used can actually be seen in the attached museum to this day. In 1957, the area surrounding the lighthouse was declared a state park, and it's a fabulous place to stop and have lunch. Now, in 2003, they actually paused the ability to climb the tower because of some reconstruction issues that they were doing. 
as of last year, I know that you weren't able to climb due to COVID, but they very well may have reopened that. And I highly suggest it if you're in the area. Now, let me preface this by saying that I'm pretty positive all lighthouses are haunted. I just don't believe that lone people can live so remotely from society for so long and not leave some freaky spiritual stuff behind. According to the legend, in the 1800s, a large storm came and threatened a boat offshore near the lighthouse. The boat was evacuated. However, the owner of the boat refused to disembark. He insisted on staying behind. His wife decided to stay with him. However, they sent their infant daughter ashore with one of the sailors from the ship. The owner of the boat insisted that the boat could survive the storm, and he was right. Unfortunately, the boat couldn't stop him and his wife from freezing to death in the cold winter storm. Legend tells that on blustery cold days, in the months of January or February, the ghostly couple approaches parents walking their young ones, ask to peek into an infant stroller or a carriage, and then when they realize it isn't their baby girl, they disappear. Our third story is in regards to the Elizabeth V. Edwards School. Also located in Barnegat, New Jersey, this school takes the namesake of Elizabeth V. Edwards. She was born in 1874, was a school teacher in a one-room schoolhouse who eventually became the principal and then became the namesake for the school we're discussing, which was formerly known as Barnegat High School. The school shut down in 2004 due to very earthly problems, crumbling structure, peeling paint. The building certainly looks like it should be haunted if you take a look at interior pictures. It's important to note that Edwards actually never worked in the building. However, it would seem that she's a very frequent visitor. Art Walsh, a maintenance worker for the building, firmly believes the property is haunted and says that he believes it because he's seen it himself. He began working in the building in 2006, shortly after it closed. Two apparitions have been noted. Edwards and a male counterpart, always wearing khaki-colored pants. Some things that have been experienced include an unplugged rotary phone ringing, items toppling over for no notable reason, locker doors slamming on their own, the sound of music from the 1940s, and the lingering smell of cigarettes and chocolate, even though people are alone in the building. The fourth story of note is actually something that I had never heard of until researching for this. The Massacre of Long Beach Island. So I've definitely been vacationing for as long as I can remember on Long Beach Island. My parents used to own a home down there. When I was a teen and early adult, I spent summers there with friends. Had no idea that it was the site of a Revolutionary War massacre. According to the site Revolutionary New Jersey, a plaque to the fallen American soldiers can be found down by Viking Village in Barnegat Light. On October 25th, 1782, 
an American ship full of revolutionary soldiers discovered an abandoned Dutch merchant vessel. The Americans boarded the Dutch boat to scavenge for supplies that might be useful to them. I think we all understand that wartime is hard on all and supplies can be in great demand. 21 of the crew members from the American boat, the Alligator, decided to stay aboard the Dutch vessel that night. And I'm quickly learning that's not a good plan. Sleeping on boats is for ghosts. Led by loyalist Captain John Bacon, a group of refugees fighting for the British boarded the boat while the Americans slept. All 21 American soldiers had their throats slit while they slept. The murders have been dubbed the Long Beach Island Massacre. Next, Widow's Walks. Now this is less a ghost story and more a retelling or re-educating of a widow's walk. Who doesn't love a rooftop porch party? I know I do. I regularly look at my home and try and find ways to add some sort of tucked up rooftop deck even though there's absolutely nothing to be seen from up there. Many of the houses we rented on LBI had rooftop decks, better known as widow's walks. Now, legend will tell us that widow's walks were a place for the wife of a sailor to go up and wait for her husband to return from his journey at sea. Oftentimes, when a sailor's boat would capsize or sink or the sailor wouldn't return and his heartbroken wife would go up each night waiting, hoping that somehow, some way, her sailor would return, but he never would. <laughs> Unfortunately, we're all going to have to pinch the romantics in us because that's not their actual purpose. Although I'm sure a widow or two used one in her day. Their actual purpose was much like a scuttle on a boat, a small space to get rid of excess water. But in this case, it was a small space to get rid of excess fire. The true purpose of the widow's walk is to allow for a homeowner to have easy, direct access to the chimney or chimneys. You see, at the time that widow's walks became popular, many were still cooking in their fireplaces, causing chimneys to fill with grease, food residue, and oil. This would catch fire and cause a chimney fire. The widow's walks were equipped with sand and water to quickly put out these fires before they engulf the whole house. So I guess in a way, they did stop a woman from becoming a widow. Last but certainly not least is the story of the woman who walks the beach. Now, I couldn't find any details on this outside of the story that was told to me when I was a kid spending summers on the island. But legend tells us that one evening, a woman and her lover snuck to the beach in secret to be alone. I wouldn't say their love was a forbidden one, but it was certainly not appropriate at the time for a young woman and a young man to be alone together like this. They walked the beach and decided on a late night swim. They were close to the rocks. That night, with no city lights and no moon in the sky, it was nearly impossible to see. The young woman came out of the water, turned to find her love wasn't behind her. He'd been caught by the undertow, pulled out to sea, likely being hit against the rocks along the way. She was devastated, desperate to find him and rescue him, but it was all in vain. He was gone. 
according to the story told to me as a little girl. She walks the beach at night looking for love to steal, like hers was stolen. So if you're walking along the shore late at night, especially when the sky's moonless, skip the swim. She's waiting for him. <laughs>